from the corporate cage she's a rookie to the stage coming from the outside outside familiar with the set she's a theater vet willing to be my guide Lights, what? sound, what? it's time for huh? the show What's Places, happening? places, and ready, go right. Make the words fly off of the page Stage right. inspire you to get up on the stage Stage right, Please show me the way Stage right, come on girl, let's play Stage right, yeah, yeah Push, play, yeah <laughs> She's cheering for me to push record Morgan's over here We are Where's my notebook? Where, where's my pen? Where, where's all my belongings? I'm normally not that person. We've actually switched roles. Normally before it, I'm like, let's just go and wing it. And Lindsay's like, like no, I need notes. to write down my thoughts of all the things that happened because it was a lot. They would be long weeks. Mm-hmm. And I so, remember what, what I couldn't remember. What we already talked about. So I, I would say, hey, have I mentioned this yet? And you would mm-hmm. say no. So then I would write it down. And this week the roles have been reversed. You actually just left your phone outside. I don't have anything. And I've got four pages of handwritten notes. She reaches out this week and goes, hey, do you want to record another episode? I, I had a lot more things I thought about. And I thought, okay, that sounds fun. I get in here, four pages of notes. Goodness gracious, what what all have you been thinking about? I thought we were done. Put a nice bow on it. Well, it's the director in me, I guess, oh, maybe. It's the... The, and also the, like, eternal student in me, I guess. I'm always... Eternal student. I love that. Well, I mean, I went to school for, like, 20 years straight because I got I went straight through and got my master's. And so I spent a lot of time... So many years. ...being in school. The first and... week you were done, did you sit on the couch and have panic that there was something you should be doing? Some paper no. in your future? I worked three jobs and was a working actor. Oh. So, no. So, never mind. <laughs> but... I took, I learned how to take notes a lot in school. And then as an actor, you just take notes. And so I went back and listened to episode one (laughs) and took some notes and had some questions for you. And I just like last week we talked a lot and it was super great listening to you because you, we started last week's episode less than 12 hours after you'd struck the set. Oh, yeah. I mean, you were fresh off this incredible experience, probably still exhausted from it. You had gone to breakfast with your friends that morning. And so we were feeling the high that you were on, which was fantastic. And so now you're a week after that. And we could have still talked. You remember? We were like going. Yeah, yeah. That day. For sure. We were talking and we could have kept talking. And so... Four-hour episode (laughs) (laughs) that no one would listen to. No, they wouldn't. But this I thought they might. So this isn't technically episode nine, but it's more of like a bonus episode. Episode eight and a half. Yeah, because I just thought of several things that I wanted to check in with you about while it was somewhat fresh with you and like go back to episode one and like do some compare and contrast. All right, bring it on. Okay. So the first thing I wanted to ask is about like sports analogies. At the beginning, before you'd started this, you said, I definitely think there could be some sports analogies in theater and sports. And I'm, you were looking forward to what that was going to be. So what did you discover? So I have to bring up every sports analogy. We covered them throughout the podcast. No, I mean the biggest, okay, okay, okay. Fair (laughs) enough, fair enough. No, you did a lot. So I would say. panicking over here. Oh goodness, come up with something clever. Well, what I wrote was you wrote something about working as a team. In episode one. So did you find that to be the biggest analogy or was like, I don't know, is there one that sticks out off the top of your head? Well, I think all of the things that we talked about the whole time about 
the team dynamics anytime mm-hmm. you're working with a group that it's not about you it's about the group's goals and you have to understand your role in that and be mm-hmm. able to give effort there and back off to let other people shine the give and take that comes with, with a team in that way mm-hmm. and and also we I think we alluded to a bit the highs and lows of a season you know it was what was it a month and a half uh-huh. a basketball season is much longer than that mm-hmm. so I I was impressed I was like oh goodness I I went through this whole thing of the excitement of the first game of the season yep. to the sadness of the last game of the season and saying goodbye to teammates <laughs> yep in a really concentrated amount of time yeah, yeah yeah and and I think we mentioned some so stop me if I've already talked about this, how with, with a basketball team in, in a school environment where mm-hmm. you have a core of people and the seniors graduate, mm-hmm. um, you always have some people left behind. But with the with the play, mm-hmm. you may never work with any of those people again. It's true. And I'm sure they're similar with other s- sports setups that that could happen. But that that was sad, especially the last day, because it, it was so much fun. And I, I loved the play and looking at other musicals are going on in the area. I'm thinking, oh, but would it be as fun as this one was? Right. It's so much work. Would it be as fun? Yeah. I, you set the bar really high with the fun. <laughs> yeah, Mamma Mia is one of the top fun shows. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. The working as a team and building that dynamic in such a short amount of time, it can still be done. Yeah, and I, I'll say also that at least at least with basketball, you know, you go to practice every day and that's when you practice as a team, but the onus is upon you as, as the individual yep. to make yourself better to do your part better. Yeah. So, you know, the times we talked about working on your vocal parts, working the tediousness of work, listening with the Broadway track and trying mm-hmm. to learn it. Like you have to do that on your own. Yep. There's not time during the rehearsal for you to go sit in a corner yep. and put in your work. You have to find the extra time and, and it's not easy. So I, I think about that because with, with basketball yeah. growing up my whole life, there's plenty of stuff that you do as a team, but you have to go get in the gym on your own yes. to get better, uh, to be better for your team and to be better for yourself. So, um, the, not that that surprised me. I didn't think oh, I'd yeah. have to work at all, <laughs> but you got it in a deeper way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Conditioning is, is the word, right? Yeah. yeah. Conditioning yourself. And I, I find myself still singing when I exercise cause it's just yeah. fun. <laughs> is it? That was, was one of my questions. I was ringing out yesterday and I got in and Kyle was like, did I hear you singing? Uh, yes, 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 you, you did. did. It's hard, it is fun. It's hard not to sing. Especially once you figure out how to do it the correct way, which you learned over this process, which was really cool, how to place your voice correctly and it doesn't hurt and you're not hurting yourself. You can do it in a healthy way. It's pretty cool. So I wrote that down, singing while running. Here are my questions. Did it work? Did it help? Did it get easier? Absolutely. So because so one of the songs I auditioned with, Holding Out for a Hero, yep. I'm doing in that Broadway on a Tuesday piano bar thing that the whole cast is doing. And as I was practicing, I was laughing because I remember mm-hmm. I used to kind of run out of breath at certain parts. And it's so easy to sing now. Okay. Just alone in my car practicing. Yeah. Or whatever. So not, I don't have to dance while I do it. So I, it was just a funny memory to go back to the first time I did it and thinking, oh, gosh, I, yeah, I, I can't You were so out of breath. Going. Yeah, how it happens over time because I just hadn't sung that song in a long time. <laughs> That's awesome. And I said, before and Yay. after. So if... If it was a before and after photo, me during the audition would be, you know, I'd be really pale and frowning. <laughs> and then, and the, I mean, singing it now is where I'm tan and I have like oil on me and I'm smiling and my teeth have been whitened. There's a palm tree in the background? Yes, yes. And a beach ball. That's the before and after of me singing that song. I love right that. I need one of our many fans to do some fan art, the before and after of Lindsay. <laughs> Just find any infomercial on at like 2 a.m. Oh my gosh. Just put me in there. Oh, that's great. I like that a lot, that it helped you and that you can notice a difference 
because that's okay so the other flashback moment is that we recorded our first episode right before new year's eve okay so it's been almost three months oh wow isn't that that crazy so in this three months you can tell that that conditioning exercise has made a difference yeah yeah and Mm -hmm. while i was you know singing for pleasure while exercising i was just laughing again about how it was not that difficult and the first time i tried to do it Yep. I remember asking you, is, is it supposed to sound good? Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> it <yes>. feels impossible <laughs> for it to sound good. But it does, I bet. And then I, then I thought, this doesn't sound too bad. Yeah. I'm it's not, not I'm terrible. Not, I'm not all that embarrassed. Oh my God, I it love it. It could be worse. I love it. I love it. I love it. So going back to auditioning then, to segue into that, the first episode was a lot about your audition experience. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I want to ask you, what do you know now? Like, if you were to go into an audition now, what do you know now differently or better than you knew before? I think I would know how to... I think I could decently pick a song. Mm -hmm. And then within that, how to pick out conveying the emotion. The balance of singing it well, but playing a character and Mm -hmm. giving that emotion. Which seems to be more important important since we're acting Mm -hmm. in addition to singing. Mm -hmm. So I think I would know that more where... Going in the first time, I just thought, oh, it's all about the vocals. I better, mm. I better just trick them into thinking I can sing away. okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be Mariah Carey up in here. Or Mariah Carey, is that even valid reference anymore? I love Mariah Carey. Me too. Mm. I don't know why you doubt yourself. I don't, I don't either. When speaking about an angel. Well, she is an angel. It's true. I just am so out of touch with pop culture sometimes. I didn't know if she was still alive. Oh, relevant. I tell you. If, if people listening will know that... She's a person. We know. We know. That's all that matters. That was a high five. Thank you. Okay, so what do you... Thank you. That's what you know now. And then what's left to learn for auditioning Uh, for you? I didn't do a monologue. We only had to sing. And so I I remember from... At least when we were talking about it, you weren't sure if I would need to do a monologue or not. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if I had to do something with a monologue, that would be something I would need help with. Yeah, heck yeah. What about for your, anything for your vocal techniques or the vocal side of it? I think if I was trying to audition for a part, maybe, because mm-hmm. I, people made fun of me so much when the, they would ask, well, what did you write when they asked what you were auditioning? Yep. Any, but who goes to a job interview and says, just any, anything, I'll take I'll anything. whatever you got. Anything yeah, you you're got. right. I mean, in, in the professional world, people do usually specialize yeah. in something. People just thought that was funny. I was like, well, I didn't know what was what was feasible. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I'm down for anything. So, uh, so I think if, like I said, if I wanted to actually go for a part and uh-huh. needing to, so maybe if that part is written for a certain vocal range to show off that I can do that range, mm. that would choosing a selection that could do that. And then uh, executing would, would okay. be difficult. That's good. That gives a step forward for me as your coach, like That's for right. the next, next show. Okay. So let's see what else. Okay, here's what I wrote. I wrote um, following through because one thing that struck me when I listened back to the first episode was all the things you didn't even have any clue you were about to get into. <laughs> like, truly. And I'm sitting here and I am sitting right where I am today, but, you know, 10 weeks ago thinking to myself, she has no idea. And you're just like <laughs> ready. And I'm, and I'm like trying to be there with you mostly like, and I am mostly there with you in a piece just of me. feels like going, you tricked me. <laughs> well, it's when hard. I, when and I would like, tell my coworkers about the 10 hour t- tech day mm-hmm. and then the tech week, just how long it was. 
the look on their face, I, I would say my my friend conveniently left that out <laughs> when describing I'm what type sorry. of time commitment. And, and I feel like all of you will say things along the lines of, oh, you know, whatever level of, of skill or commitment, we can find a place for you. <laughs> so I think that always made me feel as though... I wouldn't have, you know, oh, I, I work full time. So, you know, maybe, maybe I can't do it all the time, but even though no one's, be cool with it. <laughs> no one's yeah. probably going to like fire me if I miss yeah. one thing, but I mean, you make a commitment and yeah. you can tell that it hurts everyone if, if you it's miss a, a practice. Yeah. yeah. So, so you end up going to everything. <laughs> yeah. Cause you just don't want to let people down. But, uh, but I do regret it. I, I do think if you had told me at the very beginning, Hey, mm-hmm. here's the calendar. These are all the nights you're going to be occupied. Mm-hmm. I would have thought just practically that it wasn't feasible mm-hmm. that I, I have to work. I, that's a lot of yeah. time to be away from my husband and the yeah. responsibilities sure. for, for things. So I would have thought that that would just not work, but I, I'm glad I didn't know because it's Good. not as bad as it, as it sounded. Cause it was fun. Yeah. And when I describe it. it to my friends, they just, goodness, that sounds so tiring and exhausting. I can't mm-hmm. believe you were doing that and going to work. I'm like, yeah, but I'm tired, but it was, it's life giving. It's energizing in a different way. So you're yeah. physically exhausted, but it's really fun. And that's what keeps me going. I, I can't compare it to anything because I don't know what other people are passionate about or oh, what yeah. they enjoy doing. But when you have something you really love to do, it's, it's not a drag. And mm-hmm. I would genuinely look forward to going given on my tired days. What's the, what's the saying? Um, did you the... say it or a philosopher? <laughs> Probably some oh, philosopher. We really blur the lines person. here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. Okay. So yeah, that was my biggest question. If you knew then what you know now, would you still have done it? And you say yes? Yeah. Yes. I say me then I would have, like I said, I would have thought it wasn't practical. So I might've said no, Yeah. but the, the commitment wouldn't have scared me away. Okay. It just would have been, can I actually, can I literally do it? Not do I want yeah, to? Yeah, you can. I still would have wanted to. I just would have been concerned about my Can't. schedule. Is it feasible? Yeah. yeah. And at the time I auditioned, I didn't know I'd be taking on new responsibilities at work. I didn't know. Oh, things yeah. Were, so all of those things kind of perfect storm together where, oh gosh, I, I have to be learning this new thing and I have uh-huh. new commitments on a team and I don't know what their work schedule is like, what sure. hours are expected of me. So all of those things were unknown, but I... So kind of a lesson in like, not in a bad way, but like kind of flying by the seat of your pants in a, in a new adventure like this of like, you know, yeah. there's some unknowns here and if I know everything, I might overthink it, you know, like yeah. if I know all the things yeah. or, or if you get hung up on that, cause I, right. I, I always say, you know, we make time for the things that, that we care about that matter. Yeah. Right. Like if you want to do it, you'll make time for mm-hmm. it. And so I think, you know, go back to all those scenarios we listed. If I had to work one, I absolutely had to, right. then I miss one rehearsal and the world and the keeps not turning. End. Yeah. Right. Other people miss rehearsals. You just have to figure out how to make up what you learned right. you, or what you miss, learn what you miss. And you're not going to be doing this. Like we've discussed before. You're not going to be doing this year round. Exactly. You're going to do maybe one or two shows a year. If that, that are going to be planned out and thought thoughtful in your, you and your husband's calendar, you know, you're not yeah. going to be doing this all the time. Yeah. So, so for six weeks, figure it out. Right. Be tired one day. Right. And have meal to, prep and yeah. do everything you need to do Create to Create a new routine for a short period of time. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's good. That's good. That's, that's encouraging to hear. Okay. Do you remember? <laughs> oh, flashbacks. Do you remember in the first episode how you called me out for impersonating you? Yes. Cause and... it was very funny. I still <laughs> think it was very you funny. Were singing. I I still feel like, like that's a normal way to sing. 
I'm sorry. It is. I will not apologize it for my training normal. You as shouldn't. an elementary school choir student. You should not apologize for that. And it is not me making fun of you, but <laughs> it's not musical theater. So what do you know now about the style of singing? Because you're Sing right. like you talk. Like the character would talk. Sure. Because I, I was kind of joking just a second ago being kind of classical styley, but that is a legit style and is something and that we funniest, all learn, yeah, you know? And the funniest thing is I didn't even know I was doing it. I, I thought right. I was singing. I wasn't hearing right. myself. I was singing and that's how you sing. Right. So what do you know now about, I guess, like you said, singing like you talk? Yeah. And stylizing it. Mm-hmm. What does that mean to you, stylizing it? I guess when I said talking as a character would. If, okay. So I could sing like I talk, but if my character has a different energy, if she's mm-hmm. like my, my character was a bit more, I don't want to say girly. I promise I'm a girl, but you more, are, yeah. Almost kind of annoying that, yeah, 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 yeah. that, or if you're, I don't know, I guess if I was in some 50, 20s movie, or if you were I, an old lady, talk like a, like a swing dancer talks. Okay. Right, next question. You talked about, in episode one, you talked about hearing the sound of your own voice and how that was weird. (laughs) And now you're more used to that. Is it weird now? I don't think so. Um, Yeah. And I I was talking with someone the other day, because every time I said, told someone that I was doing a musical, they would say, oh, can you sing? My response was... (laughs) No. <laughs> well, can't can't anyone sing? Everyone can we'll, sing. We'll, we'll find out, won't we? Uh-huh. And then I thought, oh, do I have to say yes now? Because technically, I have sung in front of people in a production where one is expected to sing, and no one uh-huh. no one threw tomatoes at me. True. When someone says, can you sing, do I now have to say yes? Yes. Kind of. You do. Sort of. Maybe. A little. I've done it before. You've worn a microphone in a musical. And I've sung in front of strangers. Uh-huh. So, and so does that mean I get to say that I can sing? Yes! I'll have fun. We'll just it's leave cool. it ambiguous on how well. I'm like super like happy over here. It's just cool though. You 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 sing very well, Lindsay. Like oh, I said back you. two weeks ago when I came to see the show, if you sounded bad, I wouldn't have said that. And you know me as a director. <laughs> like I don't I don't. Give, you would not sugarcoat it. Uh-uh. I don't give compliments where we, they're not deserved. We need to find you a vocal coach for 24 hours a day. I mean, I would have been future. like, hey, do you have some time to work the song with me? <laughs> I can just meet you up there. We can work it. I'd be happy to help you. (laughs) Okay, next question. Will you ever do a show with clickers? What are... (laughs) (laughs) Of course I would. I think that'd be really fun. AKA tap shoes. They're clickers. That's what she called them in episode one. If you haven't... By the way... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What What noise do they make? How would you describe the noise that they make? Clicking. I rest my case. Yes, ma'am. If you haven't listened to that, please go back to episode one and listen to Lindsay. And if you haven't listened to that, who clickers. starts on episode two or anything else? You I know, just right? Skip over one. No, most people have not skipped over one. I was gonna say, explain yourself, listener. They've, they've started at the top. But okay, so you would do a show with tap. You would learn how to tap for a show. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. All right. Because I I'm love to remember that. Things. Okay, I'm gonna remember that. I'm really looking forward to taking hip-hop lessons Ooh, with the choreographer. Heck yeah. I love me some hip-hop. Because I had so much fun. Heck yeah. All and right. I'm going to tell people it is an advanced hip-hop course, so I will sound really cool when I'm talking about We're, it. You really are taking a class? I really am. When does it start? <laughs> I think they're on Thursdays. I think it's just ongoing. 
I need to look at her website. I might go with you. You should. <gasps> trying to get Kyle to go, and he's absolutely not. <laughs> I'm serious. We're going to talk about this off air because I might go with you because Thursday nights are free because R and J's over. Oh, I can't wait. <gasps> oh my god, that would be so fun. Can okay. we can we dress really cool? Mm-hmm. And also, can we watch Step Up afterwards uh, or before? Bet. Maybe to get in the zone. You bet. Before and after. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. That's all. You just got really excited just I now. I did. It's okay. a great movie. Sorry. I may not have ever seen it. What? It may not be great if you don't Step have up. childhood nostalgia wrapped around it, but... I'm writing... Ladies and gentlemen, I'm writing in my book. Channing Step Tatum? A misunderstood teen? Up. Other actress's name I can't remember? A misunderstood angsty teen? Questioning her life? And they dance it out. They dance it out. They step it out, bro. Step it out. Okay. You didn't know anything about the play. Okay. Remember, you hadn't read the script. I did not do my homework. I mean, you know, you knew what you knew. When we got there, I remember, I thought I only had, so I have literally, I had two lines in the second act. Completely missed them because I just thought I was done. And I remember sitting there and someone said, oh yeah, in your lines in the second act, I was, I have lines? They go, did you read the script? They, I was like, well, I skimmed it for my name. <laughs> and you had lines and you didn't know. And I missed it. So well, I, I was not very thorough. You referred... It's a long script. It is a long script and a lot of music, a ton of music. Uh, you referred to yourself, though, as friend number one or friend number two because you didn't know which one you were. I speak first, so I like to say I'm number one. Got it. So friend. So now has this perspective changed were you more or less than friend number one? I don't know. I don't know what my question is really. I think I get it because what I hear you asking is, do you still see your job as being done after you deliver those lines? Yeah, or, maybe. Or did you play a part in the whole show? Not the whole show, but was my character bigger than I expected her to be? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. And I'll say yes since we, um, we talk about the director encouraging us to have a secret. And I remember, uh-huh. and I remember thinking, "What? What do you mean? A reason you came to the wedding? Well, she's my friend. That, that's why. <laughs> that there is your reason. <laughs> that's the reason. And that's when you said one of my favorite things you've said: of a play is never about a day. Nothing happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all have yeah. other reasons for being there. We all have wants and desires. Mm-hmm. So I think that challenge helped me formulate a purpose throughout all the scenes where I'm in the background because uh. there were a lot of times we were back there and dialoguing, fake dialogue. <laughs> and, and I loved when my friends would say, "Were you guys actually talking?" Yeah. About what? Whatever we wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever we felt like talking about. Uh-huh. Just hope our mic wasn't on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But but yeah, so having, thinking through that and what my character would or should be doing in this mm-hmm. particular moment mm-hmm. just gave me purpose and maybe two of the 200 people noticed it, but it gave me a purpose as an actress. And mm-hmm. I think the stage picture is something that's maybe underrated that... Yeah, no one noticed me, but if I was just standing there, yep. it would pull away. Exactly. Or it wouldn't add. It just paints the scene for someone. That way, we're nice uh, parsley, as Caesar would say. Yep. We're parsley on the plate of the main dish. On the plate of the main dish. Well, you're right. It, it creates a, a world and an inner life on stage yeah. that otherwise would look static. Because yeah. people in real life have goals. They have things they're pursuing and things that they want. Yeah. So that's great. I love that answer. Good job. It struck me when I was listening to episode one, you were talking about the nice artistic staff and the people, the directors and how nice they were and wonderful, which is true. We know, we know Danny and Ryan and, uh, the music director who you've mentioned and the choreographer. I just, it struck me that you didn't know any of them at the time and now you know all of them. And is that, 
kind of cool for you? Would that be cool for you to walk into an audition room now and see them there? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, it, it's funny you mentioned that because I remember, and we talk about the audition process and being so insecure that it's my first time. And, mm-hmm. Oh gosh, are they? Why would they want me here? Mm-hmm. And I remember after opening night, the director Ryan uh, just chatting afterwards, and I was like, you know, thank you so much for taking a chance on me. I know that you know you had a lot of people audition. I really appreciate you being willing to Aww. like let me let me try. Yeah. And he just looked at me like, huh? <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, he's like, this is your first musical. <gasps> and I thought, did. Did you not notice the absence of my resume and headshot? And he just goes, "Girl, I don't care what's on the paper. I just care about what that. you do." He's right, a hundred percent. I thought that was really cool. I'm I'm sure everyone's different, but uh, no, I agree with. I him. just thought that was really cool. Just I just cared about what you did right then and there. That's all that mattered to I'm, me. I'm gonna take that actually and go on a little little side. Rant? Yeah, not a rant, but kind of maybe. I cannot tell you how many students I have in high school that are auditioning for college theater and, and Lindsay, it's real competitive. Like I would liken it probably to some top sports schools. It's very competitive for musical theater and for acting both, which are different um, studies that you can pursue. But I cannot, if I had a nickel for every time a parent of one of my students or the student in high school, neither of which have ever auditioned, professionally or for college before have told me how important their resume is. It doesn't matter. Every single person that those people are seeing was the lead at their high school. Every single person's resume that comes across their desk was Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz and Wendy and Peter Pan and, um, whatever big role, uh, Abigail and the Crucible, right? Everyone was the lead. They're not looking at your resume. What do they care about? Your audition, what you're bringing to the table. Like you said in episode two, like if you don't bring something to the table, you don't eat. Yeah. And so I'm sorry. My rant is about thinking that your resume matters. (laughs) No, no, you're right. And I think that ties into kind of resting on your previous accomplishments. This Mm -hmm. idea that I proved myself and now I can just coast. Oh yeah. Um, Because you have a resume is, is important in the sense that it's crafting who you are today. The yeah. resume is supposed to give a shot or a snapshot into who you are and what you can do to complement your abilities. It's not, yes. it is not your abilities. You, ha- you still have to deliver on those things. Like with, yeah. like with any job interview, you have a resume of all these things you can do and then they put you in the job and say, do it. <laughs> and like prove yourself, yeah. right? This is just a piece of paper, yeah. right? It's your actions need to back that up. Yeah. So sorry, that rant over. Um, <laughs> but, but that's, that's to... To throw in one more sports analogy, yeah, uh, that that's the same with college basketball or really? or any college sport. You everyone there was started on their team, was probably the best player, mm-hmm. average an obscene amount of points, and is used to winning and being the best and playing all the time. And you have to readapt to how you fit together, because maybe you would have taken the shot in high school, but you have to recognize that there's a better play choice with the new people you're playing with. Oh yeah. So the habits you have before where I would make this move or do this thing now learning the skill set of the people around you, yep. maybe it's time for you to pass it off to someone else for a better opportunity mm-hmm. and being able to recognize that. And the assist is just as important as the score. Yeah. Right. I like that a lot. Um, and I, uh, to finish up on that little bit of a topic, just going back to the relationships now that you've built with the artistic staff, I just kind of wanted to let you know that that's, that is the kind of stuff theater is built on. You know, the whole stereotype is it's, it's not about, it's about who you know, right? But it's actually true, but in a great way. And that people hire people they like to work with. And 
you personally, I know, got really far and that that whole team of people now thinks very highly of you. And so when you walk into a room now, especially at NTPA, you're going to have a leg up because you've worked with those people before. And it's not... um, It's proving you're not a crazy person. (laughs) Proving you deserve... You don't need to prove you deserve to be there anymore. You know what I mean? Um, And theater, that's... I just wanted to point that out to you that that, that theater really is about that. Like, the fact that you've now got a show under your belt is only going to help you keep building those relationships. Yeah. Um, I was excited. Would I have a resume now? Or is a resume just a blank paper with one bullet point? Mamma Mia. There you go. You've got one credit to your resume. Here's my blank paper with two words on it. Well, we'll Please have notice to... the exclamation point. I was very excited. I was talking to Danny the other day in the hallway about you. And he was just like, oh, she, what show is she coming back? Is she coming back? Oh, my God. I love Lindsay so much. She's fantastic. She needs to come. All the shows you need to come back for this year. So I'm serious. Like, they're, they're wanting so you fun. to come back. He's great. I want to... Well, we'll talk about that in a second. We'll talk about future so in a second. Time. I know you just finished oh, if one. I didn't and have to like, work and earn money and pay bills. And have a husband my life and a family so and friends and an improv troupe. And Poor me. No one a, has the struggles I have. And a fabulous new pool that I'm going to come swim in this summer. <laughs> I'm really excited about my pool. This I know. Place. Morgan, I'm Morgan excited says, too. hey, are you going to audition for this one show? And I said, that it falls in the summertime where I plan on being by the pool as much as possible I said, since I have just acquired it. Sign me up. Can I come over and bring margaritas? Thank Please. you. Please. Um, I did want to remind you of one of the quotes from episode one. Uh, life's too short to say I'm a grown up. I don't try new things. Yes. And so that that's was why you. I'm willing to do the clickers. She's gonna do some clickers, y'all. Now I gotta find a show with with clickers for you, please. And or you need to take clicker lessons. I am in classes. Is they're affordable. I'm in. Yeah, clicker clicker classes. Clicker classes. We'll Google that. Yeah, I have a feeling that they could be pricey. Mm. Can I create my own clickers? Just taping things that make a clicking that noise. That may not be safe heel. for you or your floors. But aren't you curious whether or not I could do it? I, I believe you It'll could. It'll be a spinoff podcast. Creating your own clickers. <laughs> Create your own clickers. But you do have a new house, and so I'm just concerned for your floors mainly. Let's do it outside. Do it in the, in the garage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, next two, next question. <laughs> Sorry, we have this leftover wood from the, the house. <laughs> like I can see myself just putting a little square with the extra wood in the garage. To click. Creating your own floor, like your own little dance floor. And I go over and Lindsay's in the garage just clicking, tapping away. Just sweating really hard. <laughs> oh my God. That's it. You're doing a show with tap. Like that's, Very that's much. the end of it. Can't wait to click. Did you scrout? More importantly, did you scrouch? <laughs> in Mamma Mia. I do think I scrouted because... Debbie, one of my dancing queens, who's a vocal co- coach, there'd be multiple times where we'd be singing or dancing. She'd just look at me and shake her head. <laughs> like, no. That is not what I taught you to do. <laughs> oh, I met her. I'm, didn't yeah, I meet yeah. her? Yes. Yeah, she, I met a couple of the dancing queens this weekend. They came to an weekend. improv show. They were so nice. I met Sarah and Debbie, right? Yes, yes. And Debbie is a vocal coach. Come to find out, she's a vocal coach of one of my students. Shout out Jacob Kaplan. Shout out Debbie. Um, so you did scrawl, you think? I do think so. Did Scrouching, you know, I, I don't remember if, <laughs> I don't think so. I think I would have remembered to scrouch. So we can add that on, 
on a, a list of goals. Check to Skrelt. No on Skrelt. Yes. Room Correct. for improvement. Room Great. for improvement. All right. Next. Now, this is kind of a big question, so answer it how you will, as detailed or as general as you will, I guess. Okay. How did the rehearsal experience match up to your expectations? Hmm. Did they exceed, meet, not meet? I don't know. I think, I think I was initially surprised at how much time we spent singing. Because, mm-hmm. again, we've talked about this, my ignorance to vocal parts. Okay. I'm like, well, you know, just some people sing the main part and we sing the backup. Then just, I mean, are there really notes or are we just winging it? <laughs> just just going to make it up? I I didn't really, the harmony, I just don't naturally have that, that ear to pick that up. And well, you where, didn't know it was a thing either. Yeah, no. So I remember being so surprised when they split them into six groups mm-hmm. looking around. What do you mean six groups? Yep. What do you mean six different parts? That sound just doesn't come out of nowhere. Yeah. It's actually yeah, very yeah. orchestrated. Yeah, yeah. But it was really fun because, <laughs> so, you know, obviously I'm seeing all exercise, sitting around the house. The other day, Kyle was singing Dancing Queen, but he, but he was singing, See that girl, my part! He was singing your part! <laughs> <laughs> he was singing Man 1, or whatever you were, Woman 2. I think two. I might have been Woman 2 or Woman 3. Oh my god. That was very funny. Kyle knows the, the vocal part, now he doesn't know <laughs> ABBA. See that's so cute. That's so Very cute. Very funny. But but yeah, so I think I was surprised by how much time we spent singing. And then it's also funny to look back and realize that, a, you know, almost a whole week, maybe even two weeks, mm-hmm. of choreo was only for maybe three songs. Yes. And they are the big show-stopping numbers or whatever. So I can see now that that makes sense. But, you know, just doing math, I look back and I'm surprised of, oh, gosh, all that time was... Oh, it just goes by in an instant in the show. Because yep. I remember we get to intermission. I'm like, I hope they realized how hard that was. But here's the thing. They didn't. <laughs> they don't. They don't. And that was the next thing that I wrote was the iceberg thing, right? The the rehearsal yeah. is the giant iceberg underneath the surface yeah. and the performance is on the top. Yeah. I mean, did you get that? A, a, a lot of my way? friends thought the dancing looked hard. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And it was hard, yeah. but just to quantify to people exactly how much time went into yeah. that eight count, people don't understand. Yeah, yeah, You're like, yeah. no, literally hours. I remember laughing, even thinking when someone said that, you know, think of an hour for a minute of choreography mm-hmm. or two hours, whatever the ratio was thinking. Mm-hmm. Oh, that seems silly. We did the dance call and it was just fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that was us just learning the moves and having to right. do it together and in sync and, and polishing all. and everything and, like that and singing it to where it doesn't make everyone want to cry. Yeah, and uh, w- one thing you were saying, too, was that you got, we spend, you didn't realize we spend, percentage-wise, as much time as we do on as little as we do. But, like, just FYI, as a director, like, when I'm making a rehearsal schedule, I'm making it in such a way that the hardest stuff, number one, we're doing first, and we're spending the most time on and like if it's a two person scene or a one person solo, I'm calling you separately and I'm not going to waste everybody else's time yeah, on that. Yeah. But like when I have the group in here, you better bet we're going to spend two hours on that hard eight count so that it's worth it for the yeah. audience when it comes, yeah. you know, because if y'all hadn't spent the time on those impressive dance numbers, how would it affect the rest of the show? It would have been a letdown because that's kind of a, I would say maybe a peak of energy. Yep. We really end the first 
Yep. Act on a on a high note. It's so sad. I'm talking in present tense. I know because it's now past. Oh, let's take a moment of silence for Mama Mia. And see. Thank you. Um, All right. So it did it did it in that way. It, it was different yeah yeah because it yeah yeah yeah. What else? Anything else that it didn't match up or did match up or meet your expectations? Oh, all of the building the set thing. Oh yeah. Oh, that's a thing we do. Okay. Mm-hmm. There aren't there aren't elves that come do that at night. Okay. No. So that's fun. Okay, cool. Let's see. Then I just wrote the movie versus the play. I don't know if there's anything you want to say about that. The the movie has way less music. Mm-hmm. And when you get to the to the play, I do think it is interesting that the scenes are really just segues into the next song. Like the True. dialogue is pretty minimal and it's kind of setting up mm-hmm. the story to be told through music. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a lot different than the play or sorry, the movie. It's obviously longer. The play is. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed. Yeah, yeah it is. But, uh, I, I like, I'm obviously now biased, but I like, mm-hmm. I like the musical over the movie. Because I feel like some of the songs that they cut out, you lose some of the the depth of the characters. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think mm-hmm. Donna, especially Karen, who who played Donna, she gets really emotional. But her she escalates through a couple of songs to this mm-hmm. peak, and, mm-hmm. and winner takes it all, and she just mm-hmm. ends it on this amazing note. Yeah. And I, I feel like if that was missing, this, yeah. the story is still there, and the story is still funny, and I like the movie. They did a great job, but. For me, that that was one of my favorite parts, watching her emotionally escalate uh, with her scene partners there. So I feel like without that, and maybe that's in the movie, and I just don't remember it. But I think all the all the songs together, it, you're right. No, they, it doesn't hit you in anyway. the same way. It just doesn't, and that struck me too as an audience member. I enjoyed it much more in the theater than I did watching the movie. Um, I also, I'm I'm partial to live performances because I think same. You know, there's something when you're looking in someone's eyes while they're mm-hmm. feeling their emotion versus a screen. Sure. And even if you're not close enough to see their their eyes, the the subtle cues that we give uh, someone that when you're standing, you can see the the muscles twitch in their hands or their their. You get to choose what you're watching yes. versus the the movie screen determining where they're going to close up or focus your attention. Yeah, and you so can pause it at any time and go back and rewind. And Yeah, there's something about having to be mentally engaged that whole time and, mm-hmm. and with it being unique and the energy feeds back and forth. It's, I don't know, that, that's yeah. why I love live comedy. Also, I'd rather watch an average comedian live than a great comedian on a video mm, because, because of that back and forth that happens. I would think the same. Yeah, I like, and I also like the shared experience of an audience yeah, and, yeah. The, and the performer. Cause the, the, the performer can thing. feel, yeah, the performer can feel the energy from the audience yeah. too. And you know, it's a play. We talked about there being different from improv improv. Every show is unique. Mm-hmm. And the, with the musical, each show wasn't identical. True. There are unique things about it. True. We, maybe we delivered our lines slightly differently because of the way we were positioned or, I delivered mine slightly differently, which made so-and-so say it slightly differently. And just, the group of people watching was different. Yeah, they the laughed at something different, different yeah. which different time of day, react different. differently. Yeah, yeah. so each one was still able to feel different and unique, which was fun. It's never the same. Yeah. Um, even when it is, it never is the same. Even when it's the same, it's different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. I know. It's weird, but it's true. Even when it's the same, it's different. That's a good way to put it. Um, I remember telling you in the first rehearsal you were asking a lot about the first rehearsal I remember telling you just to be open and be yourself which I think you did so I wanted to compliment you on that oh thank you a lot of people said that um 
that got to work with you said that you were just super authentic and super genuine. So I love, uh, I love giving Naz a hard time because I distinctly remember the first time I talked to her in that week, she was on her phone during a break. Clearly now I'm talking, hi, I'm Lindsay. What's your name? So what do, what do you do? What do you like to do for fun? <laughs> Tell me about yourself. She's just answering all these questions and we get done. I'm that's myself. She thinks I am very annoying. She hates me. But I said I was aggressive with my friendship, and I did not lie. Oh, and now you're like buddies. I love it, though. See, let that be a lesson in life. If mm-hmm. someone doesn't like you, just be very persistent, and you may win them over. And you will always win. <laughs> That's something. She did not dislike me. It's just, you know, it's the evening. We all work. She was probably tired, not wanting to talk. But I wanted to talk. I love that And about it's you. about me. I know I love that about you. You're aggressive in your pur- in your pursuit of friends, and I encourage you to keep it up because it's amazing. A couple of things that I said, and I was wondering if they were true or not. Okay. You said you'd only be rehearsing three to five nights a week. Lies. And that they wouldn't need you every night. Lies. <laughs> so not true. False. I lied. False. False advertising. Yep. But again, we weren't going to tell you that at the beginning because then you Wait, wouldn't you have know? done it. Did you know and you just lied? No. Actually, that, I didn't everything. know. I didn't. With the rap, I truly didn't. And I, di- and I didn't know Mama Mia either. So I didn't know how much. And I also didn't know if they were going to put you in the ensemble numbers or if they wouldn't. I'm glad they did. I they guess. Yeah, they were fun. They were the best part. I guess that they would, but I didn't know. So <laughs> I learned with you on a lot of that. Okay, I wrote, how will you prep in the future? So, like, you know this isn't your last musical. You don't know when your next musical is, but you know this isn't your last. So, when you decide, what are we going to do? And I say we, because I definitely want to still help you in the future, however <laughs> yes. you want me to help you. But so you guys how will just you... be really aggressive and persistent. People become your friends. That's it's right. amazing. It's amazing. How will you prep in the future? I think I would probably look at the play more and try to select a part to go for. Oh, okay. Um, especially if I'm, like you said, being selective with what I want to do, trying to go for a part to say, you know, this mm-hmm. is this is a musical I want to do, this is a part I want to do that I'm excited about. And so sure. just showing up, not knowing anything about the play or anything about the character. You also mentioned, yeah, and you mentioned taking some classes, some dance classes to keep yeah, yeah. yourself fresh. That's just for fun. But sure, we can say that's me being a hard worker. That's technique. <laughs> that's technique. It's working on your technique. What about reading sheet music, learning how to read sheet music? Is that something you're interested in? Mm. No. It will help you. I could. I can. I just, it, I don't, and, you know, I think of a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> I don't feel thrilled about sitting down and looking at sheet music. <laughs> what? I don't understand. That doesn't seem like your idea of a fun, fun day. I mean... I have other hobbies that sound really boring and lame, so I'm not going to judge it. I mean, it's not that I think it sounds boring; it just doesn't excite me. But I, I, but the thing about doing things you like is there are parts of it that you don't love, but you have to do them in order to do the parts that you do like. That was a sentence that made sense. It did make sense. It did make <laughs> but sense. But if like if that's part of the journey to becoming better at something and having fun with it, then sometimes you have to do the hard work. Right, because I have a text here from you. I took a screenshot of it. Asking it like because along the lines of sheet music, asking if you should do vocal lessons, how much is enough once yeah, a yeah, month, because once a week. I compared it to you know if I if I ran a marathon uh-huh. and I knew I wanted to run a marathon again, but not right away, five months from now, right. I would tell someone you know make sure you can run a baseline of probably five to six miles mm-hmm. at whatever pace you want to be comfortable mm-hmm. and 
do these other things to make sure your muscles are staying loose. Sure. I could list out a few things that you should do to maintain a baseline level of fitness. Okay. I was trying to find the theater equivalent of, I don't want to do a play tomorrow, Mm-mm. but I would like to do one within the next six months, hopefully mm-hmm. sooner, because it sounds so long. Um, but what are those things I need to do to improve? Not only maintain a baseline level, but to start improving. Because there are things, you know, you know, people finish a marathon, maybe they work on their 5K time uh, to improve some speed. Yeah. And so what are, what's that equivalent of how I can improve? Because interested in vocal lessons, money doesn't grow on trees, unfortunately. No, no. So I'd rather not do them every day. No. But, but you know, as a month, way too, way, not, absolutely not enough. Is once a week just absurdly too much. These I, are I good just have questions. no barometer. Yeah. So my advice to you would be, you definitely don't need them every day. I don't think you need them that once. Was a joke. Yeah, but I just mean I don't even think you need them once a week. Um, for somebody like you who's wanting to maintain, who's wanting to develop some sort of baseline, you call I want it to improve. Right, I, I do want to improve. Maintain, but... but like you said, a baseline conditioning and a baseline to which to improve upon. Yes, um, I would recommend maybe every other week vocal lessons. How long is a vocal lesson? Well, see, that was the other thing I was gonna, like. You and I could easily do a, a half an hour on music theory or reading sheet music. Half an hour once a month. <laughs> but that's like nothing. You know what I mean? Half an hour once a month is nothing. Don't make me work hard. But I know, right? But then like voice lessons, half an hour twice a month, half an hour... I would say either an hour a month or half an, like either do one hour session and it's up to you whether you, cause an hour session is different than two 30 minute sessions, believe it or not. Really? Like okay. it's, if you're going in for a 30 minute session, we're wanting to do something. I mean, it will fly by. Yeah. We're wanting to do something quick, easy. Hey, I have an audition. Can I run this piece for you and get some feedback? Or you and I have a specific, we're going to look at this one music theory worksheet for half an hour. But if we're doing a voice lesson, you might want to do an hour once a month um, to really get in there to give yourself some... By the time you some, warm up. Mm-hmm, to and to, really to get some techniques it. under your belt that we really have time to practice so that you can go home and practice and Until do some homework. Session. Yeah. Cool. Um, and you don't have to take with me. I could recommend... There are yeah, gross. We spend people. so much time together. <laughs> I know, right? Um, but there, you know, you've done nothing for me so far, Morgan. Why would I think you're qualified? <laughs> well, voice is there's voice is tricky too, though, because there's lots of different ways to teach it, and lots of we talked about classical versus contemporary, and there's people that have different styles, and so I truly may not be the best for you. Um, but if you if you wanted to, I could help you. I'll consider it. You'll have to earn my love. Yes, ma'am done. I will do my best to earn it all. <laughs> so yeah, I, my biggest things for you would probably be there. Like taking a dance class, what you're doing, like find a fun dance class to keep that conditioning up, do a little bit of music theory. And it's, we're talking basics here, Lindsay. We're not talking like you need to be able to tell what key we're in and how perfect pitch, picking a note from the scale. I'm talking some basic tips that will help you in the rehearsal room is what okay. I'm talking about. And then, like you said, like you said, maybe a voice lesson to help prepare for whatever show you decide to do next. Okay. A couple more quotes I want to share with you just to kind of wrap it up. I told you to enjoy the process that it's going to fly by. Was that true or was it long and grueling? <laughs> no, it definitely flew by. Um, I mean, it felt long in the sense that you could look back over the process and see how far we came. 
True. Not long as in too long, and gosh, I can't wait for it to be over. I was very sad when it ended. Mm-hmm. And that's another funny thing, because everyone who knew I was doing it, are you so glad it's over? No! Yeah. I'm very upset that it's over! Yeah. People just assume that it was this awful, horrible experience. Oh, and maybe no. for some people, it was... I've always been such a loser. I loved practice as a kid. Yeah. I would get so jazzed up to go to practice. Yes. Cause it was fun! Because I liked playing basketball. It was super fun. So you enjoyed the process. Yeah, so I, I'm, I've always been a loser in that way. So maybe... It's maybe not a loser. Maybe other people were ready for practice to end. <laughs> but the week in between shows, when we didn't have any rehearsal, I'm just sitting around... Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, like, can we just run through a few things? Yeah. Just, what do I do with my time? Just sit at home on a Wednesday. What am I supposed to do? I love that. I love the process. I mean, rehearsal's my favorite. Performance is just like icing on the cake. Yeah. Rehearsal's yeah. like where it really happens. The biggest question now is how is, I know it's kind of a big question, so don't, don't, you know, overthink it too much, but how has this changed you? Oh gosh, I don't know. Sorry. I go deep. You do. We touched on it a little bit last time, how I was really proud of myself for doing this on my own as far mm-hmm. as not needing someone to tell me that they think I'll be good at it, mm-hmm. to have that excuse in me in case I fail. Well, I mean, just someone told me I should do it, so I just, that's why I'm here. Like, not because no, I care. I don't do care. It. Yeah, I just, I want to do this. I, I don't know if I can, but I, I'm going to try as hard as I can. Mm-hmm. And that, that was enough. So I think... Like I said, that, that's something I've always struggled with my whole life, of just just being naturally confident. I'm so yeah. envious of people who are just blindly confident in themselves, even mm-hmm. if they're wrong. I'm just, I admire that confidence. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think for me, that was one lesson as far as you caring and you wanting to do it is, is enough. It, and it, even if I um, didn't get the, uh, get a part or uh, make, make the play at all, mm-hmm. and I remember after the audition, just talking to you on the phone and saying, if if I don't make it, I've still had so much fun. And it's true that yep. the fun was worth it. Yep. <laughs> the fun was the reward. And I got to have infinitely more fun by, by doing this show. I think that's something I'll try to take with me elsewhere to mm-hmm. just let your interests and let your want to be enough. Yeah. Not be afraid of failure in that way. I think we're all afraid of failure in, a lo- in, mm-hmm. in various ways and it comes out in different manners. But for me, that's how I feel about that. I like that. You failed big. I failed big. Mm-hmm. And it paid off, I think. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I just like performing, you know, improv, it's different. It it's, is. and I really enjoyed diving into a character. I know it's on a small scale with, with a character that only has a handful of lines, but it was really fun to try to figure out what she meant to me and mm-hmm. how I could, um, kind of create a story for myself. And, you know, like I said, in a big show with that many people on stage, some people in the audience, maybe mm-hmm. three people are noticing the little things that I'm doing, mm-hmm. but it's a fun game for me. That's right. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. And so I really enjoyed that. Um, so I think that's something I would look forward to with doing another play of trying to tell that character's mm-hmm. story in, in a unique way. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, Ryan, the director was so funny because, you know, a lot of people do Mamma Mia or yeah. in, in the Metroplex. And I'm sure other places also, um, he was like, I want to hear all your ideas. If someone's done it before, throw it away. <laughs> it's kind of like, I, I want it to be unique. I want it to be Fresh. Uh, our own. And that was fun. But the, the idea of a lot of times in musical theater, I'm sure you're doing plays that everyone has seen a million mm-hmm. times or they've heard about, they read about in school, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the ability to look at it with fresh eyes and bring something new to the table because you are a unique person mm-hmm. with the unique experiences in life and mm-hmm. how you read those lines and interpret them is different to you than it is to anyone else. Um, Heck yeah. And to not just think of what you've 
been told those lines mean or, or whatever. Uh, so I think that's something I, I was surprised that I enjoyed, I think maybe because I didn't realize it was a thing. You know, yeah, I watch a movie, I'm like, yeah. well, I'm the director, but I told them to read the line that way. I don't know. That was written, right? Right. But no, there's so much freedom. Yeah. yeah. And Someone once told me it, it, told it to me in this way, you are the container and the play is like the liquid that fills you up. Oh, it takes whatever shape you are. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So like, that's, that's what cool. makes it different is that yeah. you are the variable. You are the thing that makes the play different. You're holding it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. You're the, yeah. Um, so I love, that's cool. I think of that in, in the workplace also because, mm-hmm. uh, where I work, just a cultural thing, people, uh, shift jobs a lot, yeah. um, lateral moves and stuff. And a lot of, things people will say is that you bring something unique to the role. You've experienced different parts of the business and you come into this role and you see it through your lens of what you've experienced and you make the department better. That's and right. then you go on to the next department and like, that's how we make each other mm-hmm. better. And, and I love that because the way I do the job I'm in is different than the person who had the job before me. That's right. And neither one is wrong. Neither one is better. It's just, it's different and unique and there's value in that. It's yeah. It's both. And it's not either or like yeah, both yeah. are correct. I like that a lot. Okay, cool. So last question. One of your favorites. Oh boy. What's next? What's next? So I think I definitely want to do another play. A few things I've thought about is I'd love to challenge myself doing something that's not straight comedy. Okay. Um, something a bit more serious just because all okay. I ever do is comedy. I think it'd just be a fun challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not I can get through it without laughing, we'll see. <laughs> Tried to take headshots without smiling and that was an adventure. <laughs> Learning something new all the time, folks. Um, so that's something that really appeals to me, just mm-hmm. to challenge myself in that way. Um, definitely mm-hmm. need to do something with the clickers now that we've talked about it. I think I'd probably shoot for the fall. That's what I was going to say. So yeah. one play a year, two plays a year? At, at least two. Oh, okay. I get so torn because I'm like, summer is a time I like to be outside, go you know, mountain biking and all mm-hmm. these. Okay. True. In Texas, slight inclined hill biking. True. It's kind of um, flat here. Yes. And then the fall, again, it's nice weather and it's nice to be outside. So I'm always torn. I love being outdoors. So I sit in an office all day. Then to leave, I feel like I'm always going to be torn between, oh, I can be outside. I think oh, but fall, I like though. being in the theater. I think you're right. It's fun. We'll I think you could do a show in the fall. Yeah. So we'll, we'll keep you posted, folks. Um, again, we are still collaborating on what season two is going to look like for us, but Lindsay is not done with theater is the point. The story has just begun. I hope so. And, um, a lot of my students, believe it or not, I told you, you have some fans and it's true. A lot of my students have expressed you wanting to be involved, um, in our process somehow and maybe bring (laughs) that to the table. Um, I was going to see what your thoughts would be on sitting in on auditions. I love it. Have you ever watched James Corden? Uh, he's a comedian, does Mm -hmm. the late, late, show or whatever mm-hmm. um when he i forget what it's called but they do a broadway show in the tra- the walkway in new york oh yes what is that crosswalk called? crosswalk it's crosswalk yes. something i've seen a yeah. couple of them it's fantastic uh, he's great i love when he plays this just dramatic diva director <laughs> uh so can i be that person yep. at your show <laughs> Yep. I, really with dramatic. A, with a beret and yes. like a cigarette. <laughs> Yelling at the students. And a megaphone. Acting like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. And sunglasses on, just like screaming at people. Yes. Please. Uh, he is one of my all time favorite I human love beings. James Corden. He makes me laugh so hard. But yeah, so like maybe sitting in on auditions, sitting in on the rehearsal process, interviewing some actors. Ooh. Um, 
So it's all to come, but really we may take, we'll probably take the next couple weeks off just to kind of regroup on that. Reset, but yeah. I just felt like this week and I can't believe we really did almost fill another hour. I just wanted to, now that things, like I said at the beginning, now that things have kind of calmed down, just kind of get your, we call it a postmortem in the business. I know that sounds kind of dark and creepy because it literally translates to after death. But in, in the theater business, we have a postmortem where we just kind of sit down and like debrief about all of it. And so I wanted to make sure we did that for you because this is your first chapter. Like you just said, this was your first chapter in this book. Like, oh my God, I'm going to get emotional when I talk about it. Like, oh, you're so sweet. Morgan loves me, you guys. This is your first chapter in this book. And like, it's important that we like finish it right, you know, because like, like I said, last week was fantastic, but you were still on the high and now you've had that time to like reflect yeah. and think about what you, what you really want to do next. And, um, you've made all these fantastic friends Yes. and you don't want to lose contact with them. So, Definitely. um, I've said it a million times. I'm going to say it again. I'm proud of you. You did so great. Thank you. And I'm proud of you for doing this for you. Thank you. Cause Morgan. you know, international women's day was this last week. We're all about celebrating women here, and you—you right. you, celebrate like, me. We, I'm going to. <laughs> so I texted Kyle that day. <laughs> celebrate me. <laughs> I mean, it's true though. You did it all. You worked a corporate job. You did a full musical. You and you didn't die. You made it through. The world kept turning. That's right. Dogs Your marriage kept didn't barking. fall apart, and the world was as it should be. <laughs> that's right. So, you know, write that down in your list of things you did in your life that you should be proud of. So. Oh, well, thank you. And thank I, you for all of your encouragement. I'm sure welcome. it bleeds through the podcast, but your passion for theater is contagious and it's wow. so fun to be around. It's fun to be around passionate people. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Well, it's the thing people love about me and the thing they hate about me too. Sometimes but I'm very, yes. So let's I'm start very... the timer and see how long it takes for love to turn to hate. <laughs> sometimes it's not very long. <laughs> But anyway, I love you. I'm proud of you. Um, who knows what's in store, but whatever it is, it's going to be exciting. Ladies and gentlemen, no matter what, don't be afraid to go out there and fail, fail big. big.